Hello, hello, everybody. Well, I'm back. Um, took a week, week and a half off for Rosh Hashanah. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. This is your route, local rabbi and minister, Kim, or you can call me Yaya, Micah, Mickey, whatever you want to call it. My full name is Ya'aloma Hadassah Makaya. Uh, we are doing a prophecy series, and we are going to continue on Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat, of Nimish. Now, remember, we talked about him being a king before and a prophet. Uh, I'm going to give an announcement here at the top of the hour. I welcome you to Impact Church. I am now officially being trained on their team. Uh, hopefully, they will accept me in. But... Um, Right now, uh, I'm going to give you the address at 2319 South 6th Street, Arnton, Ohio. You can also go to ArntonImpact.com or you can find them on Facebook and Instagram Live during this time. As I said, I was focused on doing news blurts about Corona, but I've got to the point that Corona is as Corona is. So I'm not going to go over that anymore. I decided we'll go into our prophecy series. We'll have several weeks of that, except when it's holiday. Like right now, it's a holiday, and I'm doing a recording. So happy Rosh Hashanah, everyone, and welcome. I welcome the United States, Ireland, Canada, the UK, Russia, New Zealand, Germany, and the Fiora Islands. I welcome Televax, um, Telvale, um, Telel, and some of the other radio stations I have out of Israel. Uh, in the near future, we will have Pandora right now. I'm having some issues with Pandora that is preventing me from getting some things done. So I've got to contact them and have them look at it. Uh, but I welcome everybody this evening and, and our hour, hour and a half Bible study on the prophets, which will lead into uh, our book series on prophet, prophetic, the, pro the prophetic community, and um, also... The signs in the heavens. Uh, we will be discussing that. So, as I said, we will be changing it up a little bit in our prophecy uh, studies. I was giving out prophecies, but right now I've decided to curtail that a little bit and stay silent on what the Lord has showed me at this point until I'm ready. I don't think it should be out in the general community right now. Starting next week, I will be back on my video on Facebook and such and Instagram, and I'll be adding a few others. Um, the website right now is curtailed. I've not done too much with it. I'm waiting for contact emissions on it, um, dealing with WinX and some others. Uh, but I will have a website that you all can go to, and eventually I will be taking ties. I will be a 5013C at some point, but right now I'm free to voice my opinion. Currently, we lost a justice, Boehner, or Gainer. Uh, she died this morning from cancer. Condolences to her family if she had anyone. Um, but we will be talking about Yehu. So we will be discussing Yehu, son of Jehoshaphat of Nimish, and the brother, Machiah, son of Alim. So he had a brother um, that was a prophet. And this brother was not very liked by the community. <laughs> so we are going to see this Machiah figure 
they call it a son, but you've got to remember daughters were also sons at that time. So we don't know if it's a woman or a man. It doesn't say. It just says it was a prophet. And he did not speak well of the future of the king. So we're going to go in. It says three years went without war between Aram and Israel. Then in the third year of Jehoshaphat, which his name means Yahuwah is judge, king of Judah, went down to see the king of Israel. The king of Israel had said to his officials, you know that Ramoth in Gilead is ours, but we are doing nothing to take it out of the hands of the king of Aram. So he presented this question to Jehoshaphat. Will you go with me to fight against Ramoth Gilead? Question. Jehoshaphat responded, I am as you are. My people are as you are, your people. My horses are as your horses. So he's agreeing with the king to help the king here. So he presented this question. And this question was asking the king, Jehoshaphat, to help him. So we'll go on here. It says, then Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, but inquire this day for the counsel and advice of Yahuwah. So he's saying, bring me prophets. Okay. Now remember, this is the father of Yahuwah, or Jehu. And Jehu had a brother called Micaiah, or a sister. We are not for sure. They just call it a son of Imala, or Emel. Um Let's see what it says. So the king of Israel assembled together the prophets, about 400, of the, 400 men, and asked him, Shall I go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? Question. They all answered him, Go up, Adonai, my lord. We'll deliver it into the hands of the kings, or king. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no longer a prophet of Yahuwah here who will who we may inquire of him. Deek. Now remember, the king was probably in his prime, probably a little bit older, and he had two younger sons. Now, these are the kings that came out of David through Solomon. They were sons, maybe even brothers of Solomon. We don't know, but we do know he had two sons, Jeroboam and Rehoboam. So one went one way, one went another. Got to understand. Um, and most of the time, the kings had several wives. So they were several brothers and sisters. But you had two prominent kings that were mentioned. And each one of them had families that intertwined. They were cousins. Okay. So this, this puts the perspective of how the family intertwined. And how eventually Zadok married into the family. And, and David married Zadok. And that become Meleka Tezeki which is my family lineage. So we're talking about David's family lineage, which is my lineage, which is um, a legacy towards me. Um, let's see here. Uh, la, 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 la. So, but, Yehovah, but, but Jehoshaphat asked, is there no longer a prophet of Yahuwah here so we may inquire of him? Okay. Now remember... Most of your prophets come out of Zadok, Henai. Okay. So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, there remains one man, in this case it's male or 
It could have been female. We don't know. But whom we inquire of Yahuwah. But I hate him because he never prophesies anything fit about me. Only evil always. Now a prophet like Eliehu, Elijah, and most of these other prophets that prophesied something pertaining to the family, usually it was in the best interest of God, not the king. Okay. Evil always. Micaiah, who is like Yahuwah, son of Imala. Then the king of Israel summoned an official and said, Bring Micaiah, son of Imala, at once. Or Imel. Okay. So apparently this particular Micaiah is a male. So we see that. But later on we see in Revelations it talks about Micaiah again being a she. Remember that. Now. The king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, was dressing themselves in their robes and were sitting on their thrones at the thresh, threshing floor by the entrance of the gate of Samaria. And all the prophets prophesied in front of them. Zedekiah, which means Yahuwah is righteous, son of Chaman, had made himself horns of iron. Okay, and said, this is what Yahuwah says, with these you shall gore the Armenians until they are destroyed. Interesting. All the rest of the prophecies prophesied the same thing, go, saying, go up to Gilead and conquer. Yahuwah would deliver it into the hands of the king. Interesting. Then the messenger who was sent to summons Micaiah spoke to him and said, Take heed. With one accord, the mouths of the prophets speak success for the king. Interesting. Now, may your words be as their words, and may you speak success with them. Okay. So these prophets are speaking false things of God and this one is speaking truths of the Father. But Mahiah said, as surely as Yahuwah lives, I speak only as Yahuwah tells me. Ooh, okay. When he came to the king, the king asked him, Mahiah, shall we fight against Ramoth Gilead or shall we refrain? question mark and he answered them go and succeed against Ramoth Gilead okay so it goes it goes on to say and go and succeed Yahuwah would deliver it into it into the hands of the king but the king said to him how many times must I make you vow that you will tell me nothing but the truth in the name of Yahuwah so he's telling Micaiah to tell the truth and Mahiah is telling them what they want to hear. Okay. So he answered, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And Yahuwah said, This has no that these have no leader. Let each one of these return to his home in peace. Mm. Okay. 
interesting. The king of Israel then said to Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell you he would prophesy nothing fit about me but only evil? Okay, so he's taken evil for good, good for evil, getting it? Micaiah continued, Therefore, hear the words of Yahuwah. I say, Yahuwah sits on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing around him, and on his right hand, and on his left hand. Okay. Then Yahuwah said, What will entice Ahab to go up, so he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? One gave this suggestion, and another suggested that. Suggested that. Then a spirit came forward and stood in front of Yahuwah and said, I will lure him. Ooh, a spirit. Okay. So Yahuwah asked her, how will you do this? Hmm, interesting. She replied, I will go out and I will be a lying spirit in the mouths of all the prophets. A female spirit. And it's a she. And Yahuwah said, Will you entice him? And you will succeed in luring him? Go and do it. So God, God is telling this spirit, a female spirit, that is a female to entice him, Ahab. Interesting. Mm. So let's see what it goes on. Behold, Yahuwah has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours. Yahuwah has spoke disaster against you. Wow. So we will check this right here and talk a little bit about the second half. So we're seeing that Yahuwah has spoke disaster against the two kings. Ike. Uh, and one of those kings is Ahab. <laughs> Good. Uh, we are seeing exactly what this Micaiah figure is all about. So Micaiah is telling only the truth that the Lord has told him. But yet, we also see that there's a lying spirit involved that is a she. Could possibly this be Jezebel? We may never know because it's not mentioned in the word, but yet it mentions this figure as being a very prominent spirit that is a lying spirit in the mouth of the prophets. Interesting. And it's a female. So we will take the second half that goes back to Zedekiah, and I'm going to cut here and take a 10-minute break. Hello, hello everybody, welcome back. So now we are going to pick up where we left off on where it talks about Zedekiah. So it says, Then Zedekiah, son of Chamana, went up to him, struck Micaiah on the cheek, and said, asked, What kind of spirit from Yahuwah is now speaking through you? Hmm. Micaiah answered him, Truly, you will see on the day you go in to an inner room to hide interesting then the king of israel ordered ordered seize micaiah seize 
Micaiah the prophet, and take him back to Ammon, the ruler of the city, and to Ye- Yeash, the king's son. Inform them, this is what the king says, put this one in the house of the guard, and give him meager food and scatacy of water until the day I return in peace. Mm, interesting. That this king would say this. And then it goes on to say, Micaiah replied, If you ever return in peace, then Yahuwah has not spoken through me. Then he said, Heed my words, all you people. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you dress yourself in your robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. Now the king of Aram had given orders to the third, two third, two third, see, 32 captains of his chariots saying, fight with no one, small or great, except the king of Israel only. Interesting. Let's see what go, go going forward it says. Then when the captain of the chariot saw Jehoshaphat, they thought, surely he is the king of Israel. So they turned against him and attacked him. But Jeho- Jehoshaphat cried out. When the captain of the chariots realized he was not the king of Israel, they turned away from their pursuit. But someone drew his bow at random, and the arrow struck the king of Israel between the section of his armor. He ordered his drive- driver of his chariot, Turn around, carry me out of the fight, because I am wounded. The battle raged throughout the day until the king was propped up in his chariot, facing the Armenians. The blood poured from his wound onto the floor of the chariot, and that evening he died. Then, as the sun was going down, a cry sped throughout the army, saying, Every man to his own city, every man to his own country. So the king died. And was carried to Samaria. They buried the king in Samaria. They washed his chariot. In the pool of Samaria. The dogs licked up his blood. While the prostitutes bathed. Just as the word of Yahuwah had spoken. Now the rest of the events. Of the reign of Ahab. And all he did. The ivory house he built. And all the cities he built up. Are they not written. In the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. So Ahab slept with his fathers, and Ahaziah, or Ahazah, as they called it, Yahuwah has seized, succeeded him as king. So we see here that Ahaziah, or Ahazah, as they called him, uh, succeeded his father as king, but it would not be very long. Yehu receives a blessing from Micaiah, son of Elam. Okay, so now we see a blessing. When the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Shlomo, okay, relating to the name of Yahuwah, she came to test him with difficult questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a very great routine and with camels that carried spices, very much gold and precious stones. When she came to Shlomo, she spoke with him about all that was on her mind. So Shlomo answered all her questions. There was nothing so difficult for the king that he could not explain it to her. 
when the Queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Shlomo and the house he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes and cupbearers, and the ascent by which he went up from the house of Yahuwah, there was no more spirit in her. Interesting. So we're seeing in this prophet Mahiah, we're seeing a playback on history, him talking about the history to Yahuwah of Shlomo, his grandfather. Um, uh, then she said to the king, it was true, reported, I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. Okay. However, I did not believe these things until I came and saw with my own eyes. Truly, not even half was reported to me. In wisdom and wealth, you have far surpassed the report I heard. How joyous are your men and how joyous are your officials who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Okay. Blessed be Yahuwah, your father, who delights in you, sitting you on the throne of Israel, because Yahuwah loves Israel forever. He made you king in order to do justice and righteousness. Okay. Then she gave the king 120 talents, about four and one half tons of gold. Great quantities of spices and precious stones. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the Queen Sheba had gave King Shlomo. Harem ships brought gold and Orpheo. And from, from there they brought alum, wood, and precious stones. So this is what went into the temple. Uh, sorry there, <laughs> I had someone come in. The king made steps of the alum wood from the for the house of Yahuwah and for the king's house and also for harps, string instruments, and musicians. There were never again such alum mug wood, nor has there like been to this day. And King Shlomo gave the queen of Sheba all she desired, whatever she asked besides what he had given her out of her royal bounty that she left and went to her own country, she and her routine. The weight of the gold that Solomon received yearly was 666 talents. Remember that. That's mentioned in Revelation, or about 25 tons. Not including that from the traveling merchants and the in income of traders and all the king's era of Arabia and from the governors of the land. King Shlomo, or Solomon, made 200 large shields of hammered gold, 600 becas, about one and a, seven and one half pounds of gold went into each shield. He also made 300 shields of hammered gold, three minus, about three and three quarters pounds of gold went into each shield. And the king put them in the house of the forests of Lebanon. Then the king made a great throne of ivory, overlaid in with pure gold. The throne had six steps, and its back had a round top. On both sides of the seat were armrests, with a lion standing on beside each 
armrest. Twelve lions stood on these six steps, one at either end of each step. Nothing like this has ever been made for any other kingdom. All king, all King Shlomo's goblets were gold, and all the house's articles in the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Nothing was made of silver, because silver was considered of little value in the days of Shlomo. The king had ships of Tarisha, a ship at or at sea, with the ship of Hiram. Once every three years, the ships of Tarisha returned bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. King Shlomo surpassed all other kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. And all the earth sought an audience with Shlomo to hear the wisdom which Yahuwah had placed in his heart, the seat of his intelligence. So remember, our hearts is our seat of intelligence. Each man who came presented his gifts Articles of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, horses, mules at this event, each event, year after year, accumulated chariots and charioteers. He had nearly 14,000 chariots and 12,000 charioteers, whom he stationed in the chariot city. And with the king of Israel, the king made silver as ordinary in Jerusalem as stones. He made cedar as abundant in number as the sycamores in the foothills. Shlomo imported horses from Egypt and Kiev. The king's merchants brought them into Kiev for a price. A chariot imported from Egypt cost 600 shekels, about 15 pounds of silver, and a horse costed, costed 150 shekels, about three and three-fourths pounds of silver. And in this way, through their hands, they also exported them to the king of the Hittites and the king of the Armenians. So we see here that this was a prophecy, but it was also going back in time to King Shlomo, or the king of peace, or Solomon. Uh, they're talking about the past of Yahuwah's family. When Yahuwah was born to Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat was the son of Solomon through Jeroboam or grandson so you're seeing a succession of kings so now we are going to talk about Yehu see sees the death of Ahab and the rebellion of Moab Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab so that's the beginning of it so let's see what it says Yehu's prophecy about Moab the cry and the fall so this is a future event that we're seeing here um, that is alluded to in the Bible by other prophets, but we're seeing him seeing it here in, in, in this concerning. The burden concerning Moab, because in the night R of Moab is laid waste and brought to silence, because in the night Kir of Moab is laid to waste and brought to silence. Dibon has gone up to the house of the high place to weep. Moab will well over Nebo and over Mebeka. On all their heads will be baldness and every beard cut off. 
in their streets they will clothe themselves with sackcloth and on the tops of their houses and in their streets everyone will well weep abundantly heshbon and elihan will cry their voices will be heard as far as as yehats therefore the army armed soldiers of moab will cry out life will be grievous to them my heart will cry out for moab his fugitives will flee to zor and Egled, Satan, or the three-year-old heifer, is a place is called. With weeping, they will go up the way to Lulith on the roads of Huron. They will rise a cry of destruction, for the water of Nimrim are desolate, for they lay in wither away. The grass fails, and there is no green thing. We have heard the pride of Moab. He is very proud, and he's haughty. His pride, his wrath, but he lies. Lies will be no more. Therefore, Moab will well for Moab, for the foundations of Kirhareth, or Kirhareth, you will mourn. Surely they will be stricken. So we see here, we start another section where it talks about vineyards. And gladness is taken away along with joy from the plentiful fields and in the vineyards there will no will be no singing, nor will there be shouting for joy. The tenders will be treaded out, no wine press in their press. I have made their joyful vintage shout to cease. So now we go on. And we will do another recording. I'm going to cut here for about five minutes and then we'll go back to it. All right, everybody. Kim here. How about we just use Jaya? It'd be easier. So now we go back and we are going to continue where we left off where it was talking about Moab. So it says, against Moab, this is what Yahuwah of hosts, the father of Israel, says, woe to Nebo. She is plundered. Kerithium is shamed and captured. Misgab, stronghold, is shamed and dismantled. The praise of Moab is no more in Heshbon. Plot is what it means. They have plotted ruin for her, saying, Come and let us put an end to the nation. You too, O madman, godly, eloistic priests, will be silenced. The sword pursueth you. Interesting. The sound of the city of Huron plundered and great destruction. Moab is destroyed. Her little ones have caused a cry to be heard. Up the ascents of Luhith. They go up with continual weeping. Down the descent of Huron the enemies hear the cry of destruction. Run! Flee for your lives. Become like a juniper in the wilderness. For because you have trusted in your works and your treasures, you will also be captured. Hamoth, God, El of Moab, will go into captivity together with his priests and his princes. Interesting. The devastor will come against every city, and none will escape. The valleys will perish, and the plateaus will be destroyed, just as Yahuwah has spoken. Set up a gravestone for Moab. 
for with destruction she will be destroyed. Her cities will be desolent, without any to live in them. Cursed be he who, who does Yahuwah's work without diligence. Cursed be he who holds back his sword and sheds blood. Moab has been at rest for his youth, like wine that has settled on a dredge. He has not been poured from one jar to another. He has never gone into captivity. Therefore, he tastes remain in him, and his scent is unchanged. Behold, the days are coming, says Yahuwah, that I will send upon him men who will pour him out. He will empty his jars and break his jugs. Moab will be shamed of Hamoth, their god El, just as the house of Israel was shamed by Bethel, the house of Yahuwah, El. The source of their confidence. How can you say you are vigilant and courageous warriors? Mm. Moab will be destroyed and her cities invaded. Her finest young men will go down in the slaughter, says, king, says the king, whose name is Yahuwah of hosts. Destroyer of Moab is near at hand. His affliction comes quickly. Mourn for him, all you who are around him, and all you who know his name, says. How the mighty scepter is broken, the glorious staff. O daughter, inhabiting Dagon, come down from your glory and sit in thirst, for the divesting of Moab has come against you. He has destroyed your strongholds. O inhabitants of Aor, stand by the way and watch. Question him who flees and her who escapes. With what has come to pass? Moab is shamed, for he is broken down. Well and cry. Proclaim it in Aaron. The Moab is destroyed. Judgment has come to the plateau on Heon, Yetzes, Yefetz, on Dabon, Nabo, and Beth Dayethan, on Kereth, Beth Gemel, Bet Meon, on Keroth, on Boezra, and on all the cities of the land of Moab far and near. Moab horn strength is cut off, and his arm, his power is broken, says Yahuwah. Make him fall, for he has promoted himself above Yahuwah. Moab will, will wallow in his vomit. Hmm, that sounds kind of disgusting. And he will also be an object of derision. For was not Yash Israel a derision to you? Ooh. Was he caught among thieves, that whatever you speak of him, you shake your heads in scorn? Okay. You who live in Moab, leave the cities and dwell in the cliffs, and be like the dove that makes her nest in the sides of the cliff's mouth. So here we get the analogy of living in the cleft of the rock as a dove. So let's go on and see what... Papa has to say, we have heard of Moab's pride, his extensive self-esteem, and of his lofty arrogance, the prideful haughtiness of his heart. I know your insolence, says Yahuwah, but his deeds are not right, and his lies accomplish nothing. 
So whoever this man is they're calling Moab is a liar. Therefore, I will well for Moab and I will cry out for Moab. I will mourn for all men of Kirhazer. O vine of Shibah, I will weep for you, for you with the weeping of Yezreel, Yezer. Your travail, or travail, has reached over the sea. They extend to the sea of Yezer. The devastor has fallen on your summer fruits and your vintage. Joy and gladness are removed from the plentiful fields and from the land of Moab. I have caused the wine to cease from the press. No one will tread tread with joyful shouts. No shouts, only cries, crying. The shouts of their cry reach from Heshbon to Elon to Etzrat, from Zahor as far as Heron to Eglath Shemel, the three-year-old heifer again. Even the waters of Nimrim will be desolate. I will also put an end in Moab, says Yahuwah, to the one who makes offerings to the high place and who burns incense to his gods, Elohim. So my heart will well with flutes for Moab. Look, flutes, my heart will well for the men of Kira, because the riches they have accumulated have perished. For every head is bald, and every bald beard is shaved, and all their hands are cut, and all their wrists are, are sack, waists are sackcloth. There is nothing but lamenting on all the housetops of Moab and in its streets. For I have broken Moab like an unwanted jar, says Yahuwah. They will well. How she is broken down, how Moab turned her back in shame. So Moab will be an object of derision and dismay to all those around her. For this is what Yahuwah says, Behold, one will swoop like an eagle and spread his wings over Moab. Hmm, interesting. So there is an eagle mentioned. Tiroth is captured and the stronghold be seized. On that day, the courage of the mighty warrior of Moab will be like the, like the woman in labor. Interesting. Moab will cease to be a people because they have, he has promoted himself above Yahuwah. Fear the pit and the snares will be upon you. Oh, inhabitants of Moab, says Yahuwah. He who flees from the fear will fall into the pit and he who climbs out of the pit will be caught in the snare. For upon Moab against it, I will bring the year of the visitation or accounting and punishment, says Yahuwah. Those who flee stood under the shadow of Hesbron, spreading of exhaustion, but a fire will come up from Hesbron, a flame, a mist of Sion. It burns the forehead of Moab, the crown of the heads of the son of the Timult. Ah, woe to you, O Moab, the people of God, El Keshma perishes, for your sons have been taken captive and your daughters into exile. I will restore the wealth of Moab in later days. Then Yahuwah will destroy, says Yahuwah. Here ends the judgment of Moab, for he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see success when it comes, but will inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, a salt land not inhabited. 
They will also be clothed in sackcloth. Horror will cover them. Shame will be upon their faces, boldness upon their heads. For the fire went out from Heshbon, a flame from the city of Sion. It consumed Ar of Moab and the cities of Aaron Heights. So we see here that Moab is being destroyed for some kind of sin and God is laying judgment. So we will read another one where it talks about Adonai gives a word to Yahuwah or Jehu. This fulfillment of the word of Yahuwah, which he spoke to Yehu or Jehu saying, your son shall sit on the throne of Israel for four generations. And so it came to pass. Four generations. Yahu, Ye, Jehu sinned against Adonai Yahuwah. He did evil in the sight of Yahuwah, serving the gods of gods of Elohim, but not his father and mother had did. He got rid of the sacred pillar or mestaba of Baal, Baal his father had made. Okay, so we see Moab getting rid of something that his father had did. So now we see Jehu prophesying about Manasseh. Moreover, Manasseh also sheds shed so much innocent blood that he will will fill Jerusalem with one end to the other over and above the sins that he has caused Judah to commit by doing evil in the sight of Yahuwah, serving the gods of Elohim, meaning he was serving idols. Jehu receives a scribe. So here we go again, another scribe. In the 18th year of the king of Jehoshaphat, Jehoshua, he sent Serphan the scribe, who was the son of Aziali, of the son of Meshla, the house of Yahuwah, and said, that's what it said, Yahuwah hears Elijah's prophecy about Hezai. Interesting. Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. Now, Hezai had fallen through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and was injured. So he sent a messenger and said to them, Go and inquire of Belzebel, or the Lord of the Flies, or the god El of Ekron, to see if I will recover from this injury. But the Malacca of Yahuwah said to Elisha or Elijah of Tishbis, get up and go meet the messenger of the king of Samaria and say to them, it is because there is no father in Israel that you are going to inquire of Bel Zebul, the Lord of the Flies, the God of Ekron. Therefore, this is what Yahuwah says, you shall not leave the bed you are lying upon. You shall surely die. Then Elijah left. Interesting. When the messenger returned to the king, he said, Why have you come back? He said to him, A man came up to meet us and said to us, Go, return to your king who sent you, and say to him, This is what Yahuwah says. It is because there is no father in Israel that you are sending an inquiry of Baal, Zebub, or Belrezebub. Lord of the Flies, or the god El of Ekron. Therefore, you shall not leave the bed you are lying upon. You shall surely die. Okay, then 
he asked them, What kind of man came up to you and told you these things? <laughs> they answered and said, The man was a man wearing a talit of a prophet. With a leather belt around his waist. He said, Is it Elijah of Tishba or Tishbite? He then dispatched a captain of 50 with his men to get Elijah. The captain of the 50 went up to him, and there he was, sitting on the top of the hill. The captain of the 50 ordered him, ordered him, Man of Yahuwah, the commander says, come down. Whoa. So he's telling Elisha to come down off the hill. Elisha replies and said to the captain of the 50, If I am a man of Yahuwah, then may fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. Whoa. Uh, and fire came down from heaven and consumed the captain and his 50 men. And the king dispatched another 50 of his men to get, to get him. The captain of the 50 ordered him, Man of Yahuwah, the king commands you, come down. Okay, so we're going to cut there, and we will finish up this little argument that Alicia is having with the king after making a prediction. So I'm going to cut here. So, so far we got to the point where they're commanding Elijah to come off a hill. So it says, Elijah replied and said to the captain of the 50, If I am a man of Yahuwah, then may fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. So here's another 50 men being consumed by fire. And the fire of Yahuwah came down from heaven and consumed the second captain and his 50 men. In other words, they were burnt up. <laughs> and again, the king dispatched a third captain of 50 and his 50 men. And the third captain of the 50 went up and came and fell on his knees in front of Elijah. He in, entreated him and said to him, Man of Yahuwah, let my life and the life of these men of your servant be esteemed in your sight. Behold, fire came from heaven, or fell from heaven, and consumed the two captains of fifty with their fifty. But may my life now be esteemed in your sight. So again, this this third captain knew of the other two, so he's quoting. Um da, da, da. okay. Then the Meleka of Yahuwah said to Elijah, Go down with him. Do not be afraid of him. So he got up and went down with, to the king with him. And he said to the king, This is why Yahuwah said, Because you have sent messengers to inquire of Baal Zerub, the lord of the flies, or the god of El of Ekron. It is because there is no father in Israel to require inquire of his word. Therefore, you shall not leave the bed you lie upon, but you shall surely die. So as Azai died, according to the words of Yahuwah, which Elijah had spoken, because he had no son, Yoram succeeded him as king over Israel in the second year of Yoram, son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Now the rest of the events of the reign of Azai and what he did 
are they not written in the chronicles of the book of the kings of Israel? So here we're seeing a king <laughs> going after a prophet and the prophet destroying three sets of army <laughs> armies by burning them. But that is Elijah. It, it's a, a snippet in history of the prophet Elijah, the head prophet over all the other prophets, Micah, Gad, Yehu, which became king, um, and some others. So you're seeing other prophets, seeing other prophets doing things. So Yehu hears of Ahazai and Zimmerman and the rise of Amari. So now we see in the 27th year of Asa, king of Judah, and Zimri reigned in Terzah, the seventh year, seven, seven days. The army was encamped against Geroth, the city of the Philistines. Now the men encamped there heard the news. Zimri had schemed and had also killed the king. So all Israel made Amri, the commander of the armies, king over Israel in the camp that day. Then Amri and all of Israel with him set out to Gib Gibbethon to besiege Tezra. Another war of cousin versus cousin. Jehu's house punished and bow bows break. Okay, so let's see what it says. And Yahweh said to him, Call his name Jezreel for yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood which was shed in Jezreel on the house of Yehu and bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. So this, this is talking about after the fourth generation, Israel's going to fall. Yehu sees Judah's fall. They attacked Judah, invaded, and carried off all the possessions found in the king's house, together with his son and wives. Not a son remains to him, but Yesach, or Hazai, Yahuwah has seized the youngest of his sons. Okay. Yehu hears of Hazai being king. The people of Jerusalem made Hazai, or seized by Yahuwah, the youngest son of Yoram, the king in his place, because the raiders who came with the Arabs against the camp had killed, killed all the older ones. This was the reason Hazai, the son of Yoram, king of Judah, became king. Okay, Yahuwah and the obedience of the Rechabite. Interesting. But they said, we will drink no wine because Yechabah, son of Rechabah, our father, commanded us, saying, We must drink no wine, you nor your sons, forever. You must not build a house, sow seed, plant a vineyard, nor possess them. But all your days you must live in a tent, so you may live many days in the land where you are sojourned. And so you have obeyed the voice of Yechabah, or Jacobah, son of Rahab, our father, in all he has charged us to drink no wine all our days, we and our wives, our sons and our daughters, nor to build a house for ourselves to live in, nor do we have vineyards, fields, or seed. 
Interesting. But we have lived in tents and have obeyed and performed all that Yehaba our father has commanded. And it was only when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded the land that we said, come, let us go to Jerusalem and escape the Chaldeans and the Armenians. This, that is why we are living in Jerusalem. When the word of Yahuwah came to Yerma, Yerah, saying, this is what Yahuwah of hosts, the father of Israel, says, Go and tell the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Israel, Will you never receive instructions and listen to my word, says Yahuwah? The instructions of Yechabah, the son of Rechab, have gave to his sons never to drink wine and perform. Performed. For to this day they drink none and are obedient to their father's commands. But I have spoken to you, rising early and speaking, yet you have not obeyed me. I have also sent all my servants, the prophets, to you, rising up early and sending them, saying, Turn now, even one of you, from your evil ways, and amend your doing, and do not go after hinder gods or Elohim to serve them. They will live in the land, which I have given you and your fathers, but you have not inclined your ear or paid attention, nor listened to me. Yes, the sons of Yechabad, the sons of Rehach, or Rechabite, have performed the commandments which he has given them, but the people of Israel have or has not obeyed me. Therefore, this is what Yahuwah Almighty of hosts, the father of Israel, says, Behold, I will bring on Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem and all the disasters I pronounce against them for I have spoken to them but they have not listened and I have called them but they have not answered but to the house of the Rechabites and the Uramites saith this is what Yahuwah of hosts the father of Israel says because you have obeyed the commandments of Yehobah your father and to keep the precepts and performed all that he has commanded you therefore this is what Yahuwah host says, the father of Israel. Yechabot, son of the Rechabites, will never lack a man and stand before me forever. Interesting. Then here is Yahuwah. Here's the cry of Reb Shaken. Then the Reb Shaken stood and called out with a loud voice in Hebrew, saying, Hear the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. And Yehu and the acts of Jeroboam or Jeroboam. Now the rest of the events of the reign of Jeroboam, his wars and how he ruled, behold, they are written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Um, let's see. Yehu's son reigns after Yehu. In the 30, 23rd year of Yeash, son of Azai, the king of Judah, Yeheza, son of Yehu, became king over Israel and Samaria and reigned for 17 years. Interesting. Yehu's family reigns with grandson. In the, thir the 37th year of Yesha, king of Yehu Yehuda, Yeash, son of Yeha, the, the king of Israel of Samaria, and he reigned for 16 years. Yehu in the temple. The height of one pillar 
was 18 cubits, about 17 feet high, and the capital of it was bronze, and the height of the capital was 3 cubits, about 4 and 1 half feet high. And the ornament on the network was a pomegranate of bronze, all about. And the other pillar with its network was the same. So you had two pillars on this temple. Yehu and Mount Zion. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain uplift of Yahuwah and to the house of the father of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways. And he will walk in, and we will walk in his ways because the Torah will be departed from Zion and the word of Yahuwah from Jerusalem. And the repentance of remission of sins must be preached in his name among all nations, beginning with Jerusalem. You are the witness of these things. So we're seeing Yehu and the mountain of Zihon. Now Yehu and the word of the prophecy. Behold, now behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but remain in the city of Jerusalem until you have been invested with the power from on high. Yehu Jehu tells of the future events, for the bind, binding thing of the Torah is it must be purged with blood. So without shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sins. For then, would you not have ceased to be offered for the worshippers once purged would have not had no more consequences of sin? Interesting. And then it goes on to say, for from let's see this is Yahuwah or Yehu rises and and to the setting of the sun from for from the rising of the sun to going down of the same my name will be great among the Gentiles in every place increase incense will be offered to my name with a pure offering for my name will be great among the Gentiles says Yahuwah of hosts Jehu or Yahuwah asks says so ask and forgive us of our de debts as we forgive our debtors jehu's elijah reborn in spirit yohanikan the immerser appeared in the wilderness and a preached a, uh, a preached a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins in those days came yohanikan the immerser preaching in the wilderness of jehuda or Yahu, Ju, Judah, and Cain, Ananias, and Caiaphas, the high priest. The word of Yahuwah came to Yohanan, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. The man who released the goat as a goatskin must wash his clothes and bathe himself in water. Afterwards, he will be come into the camp. Yet Jehu tells you too. So I also say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of uh, Yahuwah. So we have completed the entire book of Jehu tonight, which kind of shocked me because we I was looking possibly of it being more than one session. So we have completed one whole session, believe it or not. Um... So we have done Gad and Jehu, which is interesting that we have completed two sessions of each. Um, 
it'll be another week before I have the next one done here. Um, but we will be studying it, which is Nathan. Um, I gotta wait for the translator to send me some more info on that first before we go further. Um, but it is definitely an interesting prelude for Nathan. We will also be doing the Book of the Wars of the Lord, which ties into that, which is interesting. And some other prophets. Ten total of 28 books so far uh, have been translated. Uh, Hebrew is a little hard to deal with, but it is what it is. And I want to make not light of it, but we will be finishing. So I'm going to say... Pray for America, pray for Washington, pray for Israel, and pray for the capital, Jerusalem. My people need prayers, um, and I do have two people. The church are my people, but also my brethren that are unsaved. Uh, the Jews are my brethren. Uh, I do have Jewish brethren among the religious sector that is saved, but... There's only about 350,000 plus of us. Plus, we added a few more just recently because of the pandemic. But pray that all Israel, like all Gentiles, are saved. And the fulfillment of the two becoming one in the Father. And then his coming. We need that. Um, it's only started... Um, and it's going to it's gonna take time, and the Father knows this, but it says in the last days that my people, the Hebrews, would be saved. And we're seeing that. We're seeing the remnant coming out of believers. Um, they're just now coming to life. I'm one, uh, and the Father, I pray to him into my life. Now, I'm not talking salvation. I've always been saved, but... I hadn't got past the physical part of it. And now the spiritual. You can't have just a physical salvation without having spiritual. You have to ask the Father in your life to do things. And this is very important. So I'm going to say, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of our country. And pray for the peace of everyone. So, I will stop here, and tomorrow we will have an intercessory prayer meeting here, and we will be doing a whole hour of prayer, and I will be praying for our nation. It's very important we do so, both nations, because right now they're coming together. These peace accords, the Abrahamic peace accords mean something. It's in the Bible. It talks about in the end times that they would be peace and safety and it would be in sudden destruction and so forth so we are talking about prophecy and this is what the father is showing me that i'm showing you from the book um nathan's not complete yet i've only got part of it and i'm waiting for the other part it's a little bit lengthy so we might have to divide it in two sessions so i'll see you this evening and i'll say shabbat shalom <laughs>